I'm Emily. And you're listening to A Sprinkle of Sugar, A Dash of Murder, a true crime podcast with an element of baking. And what is the bake this week or cook? I don't know. (laughs) Yep, it is a bake. Um, So it's going to be an orange cake with orange frosting. Um, Yeah, it looks actually really simple. Um, You know, this murder takes place in Florida. So I was trying to find something to to do with oranges. And um, there's a lot of really difficult recipes out there. (laughs) I don't bake with oranges very often. Um, but this one seemed pretty straightforward. You're just using, um, you're basically just baking a cake, adding orange marmalade, some orange zest, and then orange juice. Mm. And then, yeah. And then for the frosting, you're just using like sugar, butter, vanilla extract, and orange juice. And it looks really good. I actually, um, I'm looking forward to making this. My mouth is watering. <laughs> I'm like not even able to talk. Very orangey. Um, <laughs> But I wanted to go into something. (laughs) So when you first told me that it was going to be taking place in Florida, the first place I went was, have you ever um, played that game where you Google Florida man and then say your birthday? Oh, yeah. (laughs) So I did that. My birthday for everyone that wants to send me presents is September 17th. So I didn't look at the year. I just said September 17th. Um, (laughs) And so one of them was Florida man charged with accidentally shooting bear. Oh, eating out of his garbage. Oh, no. I don't know how you accidentally shoot the bear. Yeah, seriously. But I mean, okay. Okay. I I can see that. But this is the one that or there is. Um. Florida man hides in storm drain. Oh, actually, this one's bad. Oh, never mind. He was accused of trying to kidnap two children. Oh, God. And they tried to flee in a storm drain. Wow. Wow, okay. There was one that got me. It's so bad. Okay, I'm a horrible person. I think, Jesus, please still love me. Um, Because... (laughs) I hate that this one cracks me up. Oh my God. What is it? <laughs> a Florida man with no arms has been charged with stabbing a Chicago tourist. Oh my God. <laughs> ha, what? I click on it. That <laughs> can't be right. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I hope the tourist lived and <laughs> it's not letting me open it. Oh no! Wait, I'm oh. gonna do my birthday. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> I hope everyone ended up okay, and and that man ended up finding help. <laughs> oh, this is such. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! That is so weird. What okay. <laughs> So I did Florida Man on my birthday, August 14th, and this is very on brand for Emily. That's just <laughs> Florida Man claiming to be Alice in Wonderland says the hookah smoking caterpillar told him to destroy a liquor store with a forklift. <laughs> That's so on brand for me. Not that I'm like doing drugs, but you know, the whole Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, my favorite Disney movie. 
Yeah, and you were in that play. I've I've seen you in that play. Oh my god, that's so weird. <laughs> it, it could only be Florida. That is. I live hilarious. here now. This is. Yep. I can say that. This it is your new home state. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow, that Good is. Time. I encourage all of you to do that and comment on this episode and tell us what yours is, please. Yes. Please. <laughs> This is hilarious. Like, I just don't understand. Just the, Florida men are a different breed. Uh, truly. <laughs> truly. <laughs> oh, that's good. Ooh, that's anyway, awesome. let's, let's anyway. get into the, this. Um, now we had a little bit of a little bit of fun, a little bit of humor. Now let's yeah. get into the crime. All right. So um, this is the case of Marie Dean Arrington. Um, and this is a bit in the past. Uh, Marie was born in Leesburg, Florida, August 8th, 1933. And um, she dropped out of school in sixth grade. And that's all we really know about her childhood because uh, she, she always refused to speak about her childhood. She had a sister who also refused to speak about it. They mm. never said anything. The only thing she ever said in any interviews was, I was never handed anything. Everything I ever got, I had to fight like hell for. So I don't know. I guess she probably had a tough life, seems like. Right. I mean, um, if you're already willing to talk about it, yeah, has got to be some kind of trauma. Yeah, for sure. Um, She drank heavily from a pretty young age. So there's that, at least. Um, And her schoolmates always said she hung out with, like, quote, unquote, the bad crowd. And um, she she had been committing crimes basically her whole adult life. Um, in her twenties, she committed a series of offenses from petty to serious. Um, she's convicted with forgery at age 22, assault at age 23, larceny and robbery at 24, passing bad checks at 28, larceny again and vehicle theft at 31. Um, And when she was 23, she was working as a maid at a hotel and she decided to start stealing from the hotel because that was, would make her more money. Mm -hmm. Um, She robbed her boss and then tied herself to a chair and told the police that she was the victim of robbery. Um, But there were cigarette butts like all around the the chair, like where she was sitting and they were like, how did you manage to smoke with your hands tied up? Oh my God. (laughs) And she was like, uh, you got me. I'm lying. And like basically (laughs) just confessed right there and was arrested. (laughs) Honestly, that would be me. Like the second that I'm about to get caught, I'd be like, you got me. (laughs) (laughs) You caught me. Barely. Doesn't even try to like cover it up more. Just no. Yep. Yep. You're, you know, I'm lying. <laughs> oh my god. Um yes. So she was pretty famous for being able to forge signatures very well and she did often on like documents, checks, whatever, whatever she could to get money. 
Um, and in her lifetime, she will receive 61 violations, like criminal charges. Well, like clearly that. good enough to get not get caught. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Yeah. And like, like everything until like the big one was like not bad enough where she was in prison for like a really long time. You know, that's how she kept doing it. If she was caught 60 something times, don't you think then how much did she get away with if she was technically good at it? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. And unfortunately, I couldn't find like much more information. Um, but yeah, it's 61. That's great. Um, on July 4th, Independence Day, 1968, she upgraded to murder... And she killed her husband, Lester Jack Arrington. Um, he was a former policeman and was currently working at the time of his death at a, as a bouncer at a club. And what? Yeah. How did she end up with a policeman with such a criminal record? I know. I know. A former policeman. Right. Exactly. She must have been just super charming or something. I don't know. Or, you know, people find a way of finding each other somehow. Right, exactly. I mean, he's, like you said, former policeman, so I I wonder what his history is. Yeah, and he wasn't that great of a person either, I assume, because um, one witness claimed he saw Jack strangling her in the car, and so he, I was assuming, was pretty violent. Who knows how often or how badly. Um. but what happened was she ended up shooting him in their car during that argument at the beach they were at Bethune Beach at the time not very fun yeah (laughs) wait what'd you say wait did you say it's called the fun beach uh yeah not very fun (laughs) (laughs) Bethune Oh, God. Uh, that's not funny. I'm not funny. <laughs> oh, okay. But you make oh. yourself laugh, you know. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I just, I think. Oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> that's what I get for making a stupid joke. <laughs> oh, man. Go on. You're a gem. Okay. That's not a very fun beach. <laughs> so she shot him and then she turned herself in the very next day, um, claiming it was an accident. Um, and her lawyer <clears throat> decided to push for self-defense because he had gotten violent with her. And there was that witness who saw him strangling her. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is, I'm very... I'm unsure like when she shot him because the witness came and like broke up their fight when he saw him, saw Jack strangling her. So, and I couldn't, I tried finding the answer um, in a couple different articles, but I couldn't figure it out. Like, did she shoot him right then and there? Like with the witness right there in front of her? Or I, cause the articles all said she shot him in the car. But this guy came right. and broke up their fight. So I'm unsure of when 
or how exactly that happened. See, and that's the thing with self-defense is it's only self-defense if you are literally in imminent danger right then. Yeah. It's not if you are like, if someone is coming at you right now and I shoot you and then I report it to the police right away, not he's coming, he's attacking me, whatever. We have an altercation, then it's separated because in that moment, any normal person would then separate themselves. They leave the situation. They leave with the, the, with the bystander that came and saved her. But yeah, presumably she stayed in the car with him and then she shoots him if they start fighting again whatever yeah and then she doesn't report it till the next day exactly that's why it's it's like confusing none of that makes sense because she could have separated herself one when it was broken up Mm -hmm. and then also needed to report it as soon as it happened yeah yep and then there was also Another confusing element of which confuses the timeline for me um, was she admits in court for his murder later um, that she she buried him too. So in between this time where she turns herself in the next day, she buried him and hid the weapon because they never found the murder weapon, the gun that she used. So I'm... I really don't get how this witness ties in with what happened, but, and I couldn't find a clear answer. I guess it wasn't documented that well, that part of the story. Um, You cannot be saying self-defense if you literally buried the person. Yeah. That's murder. Like there's no other. No, if you're trying to cover it up, it's murder and, and then give the weapon if you're going in there saying this is self self defense, this is the weapon I used. None of this, none of this tells me self defense. Even if it was that she felt like she was in danger, you that does not give you the right to murder someone. Right. Yeah. And yeah, hiding it, hiding the murder weapon does not help you at all. But it turns out that it did kind of help her in the end because. They were unable to find a murder weapon, so she got a lesser charge, and she was found guilty of manslaughter and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Why do you think that the murder weapon is such a big deal in a case like that, where it's obvious that he got shot, she confesses that she did it? Yeah. Why do they need the weapon at that point? I'm not sure. Maybe because... In a court of law, you have to prove without a reasonable doubt. And since it's not definite, there is that element of reasonable doubt to her story or something. That would be my only guess. I'm not, I'm not an expert. So, but. It just seems so weird to me, but no, I, I get what you're saying. I feel like that's probably right. Yeah. I'm watching a lot of bones right now. And they always need to find the murder weapon in like before, you know, the prosecutor uh, can sign the warrants. She has to know exactly what the murder weapon is. So I guess it's really important. According yeah, to Bones. No. The <laughs> According to Bones. No, actually, um, I get it when it's like that where it's you can't tell if it's a knife or a pitchfork or a garden hoe or something i don't know (laughs) i can tell when you like you can't tell what it what was actually used 
But when you know that they were shot with this caliber gun, that should be it. You know, yeah. Like, if they were shot with a gun, you, I don't feel like you need the gun. But at the same time, you're right. Maybe you do. But if I, if they were stabbed with a knife, I wouldn't need the knife. But I would want to know what exactly caused the weapon because it could be a weapon of opportunity. So if I was debating on if it was a knife, but you're right, they do do that in Bones. But also, <laughs> but also Bones is not <laughs> real. Well, it's it based off accurate. a real person. Bones is? Yes. It's actually a temperance burner working at the Jeffersonian. So her name isn't, her name is Kathy Reichs. And she's a real anthrop- uh, forensic anthropologist and author. And the show is based off of her life and her books. And oh. they use, like, temperance's character in her books and the show is Kathy Reichs, which is the real person's name. So... What? That yes, is so it's cool. based on a real person. Real, not. I mean, I not every if, cases are real, but you know. Right. I wonder if Seely Booth is. I mean, obviously not the same name. Right. I wonder if he's as hot as <laughs> as. <the laughs> What's his face? Oh my gosh! That who is that guy? David Boreans or whatever. I loved him in Buffy the Vampire Slayer when he was a yes. vampire. So <laughs> he uh, was great. Yeah, he is so fine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you actually did know it. <laughs> David Borean Naz. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's exactly how you say it. <sighs> he's so good looking. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's <laughs> like one of my celebrity crushes. He's in this new show. Uh, where he's like a Navy SEAL. It's called. What is that? I'll watch it. It's so good. Uh, I think it's literally called SEALs or something. This is a tangent, but I need to, I need to figure it out. <laughs> oh, it is called. It's called SEAL Team. <laughs> yeah. SEAL Team. Okay. I'm going to watch it. Everyone, let's watch SEAL Team. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, we did definitely go on a tangent. But that's okay. That was really interesting. <laughs> I like that show. Same. Anyway. Okay. Continue. Um, so yeah, she, she's found guilty of manslaughter, sentenced to 20 years in prison. Um, <clears throat> but Marie had two children with her husband, Jack, a son and a daughter. And in 1967, her son, Lloyd, robbed a gas station with a friend of his in Leesburg, Florida. Uh, no one was hurt, and, but $60 were stolen, and he was caught. Um, her son was represented by public attorney Bob Pierce, who advised him to plead guilty. So didn't really try to get him out of it or anything, just was like, this is the best we can do. At mm-hmm. least nobody was hurt, you know. It wasn't like a major, major crime. Uh, however, he was sentenced to life in prison in 1968 at the age of 18 but his friend only received probation so i don't know how you end up with life in prison for 60 dollars stolen like they might i think they had a weapon so like that makes it a little more you know like like armed robbery but like nobody was hurt and i'm not condoning it i'm not but i just don't understand life in prison for 
that. that but she got 20 overkill. years in prison for murdering somebody. Exactly. Yeah. That's a that's a little much. I mean, that's and he's 18 years old. Usually they're a little bit more lenient. Like Yeah. 18, you can be you're charged as an adult though. Yeah, but. that's true. But I think that sometimes they still take it into account, like thinking this person's young and still has their whole life out of them. Yeah. Like, that's not really creating the you know, honestly, he might have gotten life just because he was being kind of a butthole during the whole thing. Like maybe he was just like really difficult to work with and um maybe, maybe just being like an arrogant turd butt. <laughs> <laughs> the world may never know, but yeah. Lloyd um. the arrogant turd butt boy. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my. Keep going. Um, so Bob Pierce, the attorney, also ended up representing Marie's daughter on charges as well, criminal charges. And her daughter also received jail time. So both of her children end up in prison. Um and sad. Yeah. And I'm not entirely sure what her daughter what her criminal charges were i couldn't find that out um but on april 22nd of 1968 marie ended up being released from prison on an appeal bond so she's getting an appeal for her case and she was very unhappy with her children's lawyer for not keeping her children out of jail or for not getting lesser sentences because you know both her children are uh in jail for life so she went to bob pierce's office with the intent to kill him for not representing her children properly in her mind you know um however he was not in at the office so she abducted his secretary vivian june ritter oh poor vivian yeah this poor woman is literally just circum like victim of circumstance like she's just there in the line of fire you know um there was evidence of an abrupt departure from the office so i'm assuming that means like kind of maybe a chair was flipped over or something yeah scruffle is that a word (laughs) what am i trying to say (laughs) a scruffle i just said that is not a word scruffle I, i'm trying to think of what is the word i'm trying to say <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> i can't think of the word <laughs> scruffle. Scruffle is the only- i don't know <laughs> i'm gonna i want to say skirmish but like that's like i keep wanting to say scrabble <laughs> A coral? No. A, a, a skirmish. Squirrel. That's what I'm trying to say. But I said squirrel. Wait. A skirmish? Yeah. It's Are like you trying to say the word skirmish. Yes. Shut up. That is a real that one that one is a real word. It's like, it's like a squabble like fight, you know? I would <laughs> a squabble. Wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> squabble. If you would have used 
<laughs> the word skirmish. <gasps> I would have still thought that you were trying to say something else. <laughs> I don't think I've never heard the word skirmish. You've never heard that word? No. I've heard okay, I I've promise heard... that one is a real word. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's the word that we started at? Scruffle. <laughs> Is the Wait, word I'm thinking of squabble? Squabble? <laughs> oh my god, scruffle! Scruffle is a real word. It means to a small fight. Oh my god. To wrestle. Oh my god, I I was correct the first time. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, people. Oh my god. I shouldn't have doubted myself. Oh my it's, it's a UK Christ. term. It's. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh my god, that's so good. Oh, okay. Oh, I will. I guess. How did I know that word though? It's a British term. I watch a lot of British TV. That's probably. <laughs> Okay. Oh, Anywho, oh, okay. <clears throat> this episode has a lot of random stuff in it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm keeping it all. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, a quarrel. <laughs> that is also more. Okay, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Okay, keep going. Scrabble. <laughs> Our <laughs> brains are scrabbled. That's what's I said, I said squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, anyway, um, so a psychic was even hired to help find Vivian during this um, search period. Um, not sure how helpful that was. Probably, well, I don't want to say probably not very, but I, the psychic didn't find her. So the issue with having a psychic involved is a lot of times it just sends people on a, a wild goose chase. Like yeah. it, it puts the investigation in a wrong area um, because there's so many, I mean, if it is real, like that's amazing, but there are so many phonies out there and we all know that. Right. So how can you really be certain that this is legit? Yeah. And most times when people do come forward and they're like, oh, I've, I've seen where the victim is, blah, blah, blah. It's not true. Like nine times out of 10. Right. So it would be, it would be really difficult to be trusting in that. And then, and then it's just more time added to the investigation. Yeah. So a taxi driver said that he had dropped Marie a half block away from the public defender's office on the morning of April 22nd. And shortly after that, an insurance agent who knew Vivian Rudder personally testified that he was passing the office in a car and saw Vivian and Marie enter into, like, get into Vivian's car by themselves and drive away. So there are witnesses who, like, saw them together, saw them get in the car. And around noon, um, Vivian's car passed through an orange grove on this very, like, narrow, like, dirt road, you know, like, it's an orange mm-hmm. grove picture that right yeah. and one of there were a couple workers there and they were expecting um 
a car. So they walked, the supervisor walked up the road to meet the car, but then realized it wasn't who they were expecting and let the car like drive past because it, it was Marie and Vivian. Mm-hmm. So again, more witnesses. Um, and then within an hour, the workers at the Grove heard shots. And so she like didn't even, she, there's workers around clearly within earshot at least mm-hmm. um and other witnesses testified that they also saw marie driving alone later that day in a white chevrolet which was vivian's car so to to literally drive past people and be like okay yeah there are people there like don't you think you'd abort mission yeah literally like, literally and- I mean, because the thing is, you're driving in through a middle, the middle of an orange grove. Like, that's not really a place that you should be. And the workers know that, I'm sure. Yeah. The workers are probably like, okay, what's this lady doing? Yep. But just continued on their merry way. And she then didn't gunshots. Even, and she didn't even go that far. Like, anyone could have ran into her. Like, any of the workers in this orange grove could have found her. But she did what she did. And managed to drive away and Vivian's body was not discovered until April 27th. So a few days later, um, she was found a few miles away from Leesburg. So assuming she, Marie shot her in this orange grove, put her body in the car and drove off and dumped her body a few miles out of town so uh what's the point of going to this orange grove where there are people to shoot her than to take her somewhere else literally and like she literally sees people there that's so stupid yeah i don't understand that and like i mean i understand that gunshots are loud and they (laughs) go far so i mean she could have it could be a very large orange grove and yeah but still if if they if they heard it and they're like oh those are gunshots I mean like they yeah I feel like they would have been questioning what's going on I mean definitely yeah yeah uh her mother then picked up Marie a few miles from Leesburg on the 22nd it was found out And she just left the white Chevrolet where it was with the body. So uh, Vivian had been shot multiple times. And then her body was also crushed because Marie had run her over with the car multiple times as well. Like drove over, backed up, drove over it again. For no reason. She was pretty mangled unfortunately that is horrible for no reason yeah like there she was innocent in all of this she literally didn't do anything she didn't she wasn't even part of the case she just happened to be the attorney's secretary unfortunately this poor woman my only thing like it's still totally awful but she was shot in the head first so she died instantly so I'm just okay. at least she didn't feel it like being run over with the car and shot again and yeah. again too 
and but that's also horrible in a sense when you think about it it's like there's just so much anger like why does she have to do that to to an innocent person like what is she gaining from yeah destroying this person's body after they're already dead too it's not like she's trying to get information or I don't know it just seems like really aggressive for no reason yeah really aggressive and oh my god I can't think of what I was gonna say (laughs) never mind I'm just gonna move on um so she was ballistic tests established that she had been killed with a 22 caliber revolver and Marie's landlady testified later in trial that she had given Marie a 22 but Maria never returned it to her so now that places murder weapon directly to Marie why is this lady loaning out her gun I to don't somebody- know that has a criminal record yeah you i don't (laughs) i would never loan a gun out to anybody no never it is supposed to be like registered to you and i'm like people aren't supposed to no no never i mean like amongst family members like i'm borrowing my dad's gun to just go shoot for the day and then i bring it right back yeah but I'm not going to go and literally take someone's gun and just be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I don't think I ever got that back. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it's not, like, you know, like, hunting rifle, whatever. It's it's a twenty two caliber revolver. Like, what are you saying you need to borrow it for? Like, right. And then someone's just like, okay, right. sure, here you go. <laughs> what? Yeah. Oh, I my mean- gosh. It is Florida. Like I like I know a lot of people there like to go shooting and and like target practice. So maybe just that was like kind of the yeah, culture of it. Like it's like it's just, everyone's chill about it. Like let's just go shoot some targets. But still, how about we keep our weapons to ourselves? Yeah. How about <laughs> we not lend those out? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so after she killed Vivian she then went and um committed a robbery on the home of Judge Troy Hall who was the judge who had given her son a life sentence so she didn't kill him but she did rob his house um and I don't I don't think he was home when this happened when she like broke in so she just stole some stuff and oh my god she's an idiot she's actually stupid this is all spontaneous yeah that's the thing is plan it out a little bit better and then maybe you could have gotten both the people you were looking for yeah i mean instead she didn't right i mean well not good thing for vivian but you know yeah but the thing is like if she would have gone stake out his place seeing what time he gets home whatever I don't know whatever you do when you're planning on harming somebody like it's just so stupid because then she goes and she destroys his house or obviously robs his house yeah for him to come home be like oh wow okay I have to get better security or I have to be more careful yeah so there's really not going to be much of a chance for her to get to him again anyway yeah 
it's just she's not very for someone who was very good at committing crimes she seems to get caught like all the time and she does she's not like great at it but somehow squeaks by um so the strange thing is the next day uh when vivian's body is found she then marie gave herself up to the police and she showed them a letter that she had been hiding in the bathroom of the place she was staying and she also had some of vivian's personal items on her um but this letter was addressed to bob um hold on what was his name bob pierce who was her original victim that she had in mind, you know? Um, Okay. And the letter said that Miss Ritter would be murdered unless three people were released from prison. But the letter did not specify who. Um, And then it also threatened to kill the wife of the judge, Troy Hall, and to dismember Vivian if the law officers did not back off and release these people from jail and the people who even though they were not like specified by name they were her two children and another person who i'm not entirely sure it was because none of the articles said the name but two of them were definitely her children she was trying to get her children released but she doesn't say their names no because she then says uh that she had nothing to do with it because she claims she was given this letter by an unknown person um so like she kind of is trying to distance herself from it and she's saying that um yeah basically she was forced to do it that an unidentified person um told her to go to the public defender's office and get into vivian's car and then they gave her this letter and released her unharmed. So she was let go, but the others were, you know, killed, robbed their house, you know. That Makes is sense. so dumb. That is so, I cannot get over this. I mean, because what if they just decided to like, okay, fine. Yeah, let's release three people and then release the wrong people because she didn't say their names. <laughs> yeah literally i don't know what her plan is yeah do they think Um, that they're gonna consult her like who who should we release right like (laughs) um so who who are they thinking like we we really need to know yeah it's it's so stupid um right so she's claiming yeah i really had nothing to do i was forced into this they gave me this random letter blah 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 police did not buy this story clearly because it there's a lot of holes to it and they arrested her and the witnesses and her mother and the landlady um that she had they all testified at her trial um of what they saw and the prosecution went for the aim that this was all a conspiracy um to attempt to hold vivian hostage in order to get marie's children out of jail but it ended up going wrong and vivian decided to murder her instead of going through with this hostage situation you mean she decided to murder vivian 
Yes. Okay. What did I say? You said Vivian decided to murder her. Oh, no, no. Marie decided to. Yes. Okay. My bad. Um, so she was found guilty and sentenced to death by Hernando County on December 6, 1968. But on March 1st, 1969, in just her pajamas, uh, she escaped from Florida Correctional Institution. She managed to cut her way through this heavy window screen um, with some tools that she managed to hide from the guards of the prison. And she was put on America's most wanted list. She was only the second woman to be on that list. Um, And she would have been the first, but the first woman was put on America's most wanted list only a few months earlier. So no way. (laughs) It's so strange. Like not until 1969 was a woman put on that list. And then within months of each other, the first two are. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, and she was on the run for a couple years. She ended up in New Orleans and started working as a waitress under a false name. And she said of that time in her life was so exciting because she felt like Jesse James, like an outlaw of the Wild West. And there was a bounty on her, a $5,000 bounty, wanted dead or alive. So she thought that was like super exciting because she's a scumbag. Yeah, she is. Um, and she really, she also said that she really enjoyed reading the newspapers about the search for her. And she kept tabs on what the police were doing. And she just thought it was really hilarious. And She's literally a serial killer. And that's like, <laughs> that's what they do. Like, they like to watch to see, like, what's being reported about their crimes. Yeah. Like, she just thought it was a grand old time thought it was like some adventure she basically anytime she talked about this like three three year period where she was on the run and hiding it was like this big adventure to her because she was it was like a false name and she was hiding and you know there is there is a sense of I mean not the fact that like you're getting you're hiding from the law that's a little sketchy but just like dropping everything and just starting over a new life. Yeah. Would be a very interesting, like, I, I mean, that would be a really interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but it only lasted three years. Well, that's still a long time to be on the run. Uh, but she was captured March 14th, 1972. And was sentenced in Marion County to 10 more years for escaping. Um, but her she had a death sentence and it was changed to life in prison when the laws changed and like capital punishment. Like she was going to be on the electric chair. That was her original, like that was how she was going to be executed. And then that was dropped and like you could no longer execute anyone that way. Um, so her sentence was just changed to life in prison. Really? They didn't yeah. go with another form? No, they deemed it like unconstitutional. To oh, to do it at all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, so, 
but she died in 2014 at 80 years old of heart problems in prison so she didn't live i mean she did kind of live a long that's time, 80 yeah yeah that's a pretty long time pretty long time um and her son remains in prison to this day that's kind of sad yeah I'm, I'm not like sure about her daughter what happened to her i couldn't find it but like i just think it's really sad that um you know he was born into this family where his mom literally murdered his dad yeah and just not really a great start to begin with plus they are now um like he's just given this really unfair sentence i mean life for stealing something like that's not really we don't want to fill our jails with people that are not violent i don't know like it just doesn't make sense that that we would do that i that's why i feel like there's more to it to his sentence like like maybe he was like what i was saying he was um the judge decided to make an example of him because he was being an arrogant butthole or something. Yeah. But even then, because like I, you know, how what, what there's when there's sentences sentencing, it's like going from like you could get five years to life, or you know, there's always just depending on what the jury and the judge decide. Yeah. It was also the 60s and he was black. Oh. in the south so that okay. could also be something you know what i'm saying yeah yeah no um, that's definitely that true happened. I that. so wow yeah so he's still in prison for stealing 60 dollars. that is so um, much also fun. yeah i don't know if it was armed robbery so it could have been that as well but yeah that's and so that's sad. yeah it's kind of a short little case but that's that's all I got. Well, we definitely filled up the time with our random tangents. We went on. <laughs> yeah. I still don't think that um what's the what's the first the second word you came up with? Skirt. I said skirmish. Skirmish? Yeah, yeah, whatever the heck that word is. I don't think that's a word. Yes, it is. I'll believe scruffle Google before it. I before I believe skirmish oh i believe i believe you think it's a word <laughs> i oh my god google it everybody google people it don't use that word yes no they one. do <laughs> oh my gosh just <laughs> read more people <laughs> i've never if i were to use the word skirmish in a sentence <laughs> he's literally, he's literally holding up the definition of skirmish to me <laughs> whatever that's so funny (laughs) (laughs) it's um chartreuse all over again oh my god (laughs) chartreuse oh god i think we've talked about that before right yeah we have talked about oh god anyway um yeah that was that was a really interesting case i just feel like this lady's kind of a moron i don't know how she was able to I don't know, like, it's kind of sad that she was able to evade um, law enforcement that much. Yeah. 
um, for three years. And then to be caught too, after three years, it's kind of like, I'm kind of surprised that happened because I, I almost feel like after a certain amount of time, you're almost home free. Like they kind of yeah. stopped working for you. I mean, you. I feel like that does happen. Your appearance changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, I maybe that's the reason why she got away with it so much because for one, there wasn't like social media that could easily like find her, like find track her. her down everywhere. And then also you as a woman, you're able to change your appearance quite a bit. Yeah. Like your hair. Add, yeah, change your hair, add glasses, put on some weight, take off some weight, you know, just <laughs> pull it right off. <laughs> yeah I don't know I just feel like you're able to to disguise yourself easier yeah you could I mean men have beards though and have you ever seen like a guy that you've only known with a beard and then they shave it and they look like a a completely different person yeah it's weird so I guess I guess maybe that's not yeah we we don't have that kind of face covering anyway on that note I'm Casey I'm Emily And you just heard a sprinkle of sugar, a dash of murder.